This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. <laughs> What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How are we doing? How are we doing? And welcome to episode 136, episode 136 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you had a super duper weekend. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And like I say every single week, because I'm a company guy, I'm part of the Big Night Media team. Love the Big Night Media team. Some awesome, awesome podcast over with the Big Night Media team like Boston Uncommon with Joe Maz, those girls you know, the Marky P Show, Drinks After Work, Let's Be Clear with Kayla, on the promoter He's the DJ, Eat the Damn Cake, It's Always Something with JD, 30 Flirty and Surviving, Music You're Missing. If you're into sports cards, go check out Big Night Breaks on Instagram or on the Whatnot app. And they also just opened up a brand new card store called the Card Vault down at Patriot Place. You should go check that out as well. Really cool store. So congratulations to Randy and Scott and Ed Kane and Tim Benito and Chris Costa for opening up a really cool sports card store. And don't forget, you can get your Banner Banter Podcast merchandise for the season. You can go over to BigNightShop.com, click the Big Night Media tab, click the Banner Banter Podcast tab, and support the podcast. Thanks so much. Uh, Yeah, so hope everyone had a great weekend. If you're listening on Tuesday morning, I couldn't record the podcast yesterday because I was in Savannah, Georgia for a wedding, Columbus, Ohio, the day before. I am very tired. I don't even know if I'm alive. Uh, The Red Sox are two wins away from the World Series. So yeah, that's that. Let's recap the last two preseason games uh, for the Boston Celtics against the Orlando Magic and the Miami Heat. Uh, You know, just some quick notes that I I thoroughly enjoyed first off Ime Adoka. Um he's not fucking around folks. He benched number 12 for complaining to the refs. You love to see it. And he also suspended Marcus Smart for one game for missing a team flight down to Florida, which is crazy because Marcus Smart is supposed to be the respected guy in the locker room, the one that everyone should look at. And Ime Adoka is not fucking around and I think this is a great great thing the players wanted him here the players really like him and he said you know what I'm here and this is how I roll so bravo to Ime Adoka for benching number 12 for complaining to the refs where he told the players don't complain to the refs and still did and then Marcus Smart said yeah you know it's just the preseason I'm Marcus Smart everyone loves me in the organization Ime said you know what fuck that so I love that keep everyone on their toes. If you want me here, you're going to play by my rules. I love that. Unfortunately, Al Horford has COVID-19. He is not on the active roster for the game against the Knicks. Hopefully he'll be available Friday night against the Toronto Raptors. And I'll get into opening week, opening night, 
what I'm looking for for the Celtics this season, like I talked about last week on the podcast, I'm also going to talk about the fact that um, I'm going to give you my Eastern Conference standings, my Western Conference standings, what I'm expecting from each player, or not maybe from each player, just some crazy, ridiculous hot takes. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to think, what else did I really enjoy from the preseason games? Oh, yes, Dennis Schroeder was awesome versus the Heat. Like, real NBA competition. Like, the Heat were at full strength. They started Lowry and Butler and Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, who played very well for them. The the whole nine yard. And Dennis Schroeder had 13 points, six assists. was huge, huge. He was great. He's very quick off the dribble, something that Peyton Pritchard isn't there doing yet. He's not afraid getting to the free throw line. He's not afraid to get others involved. He's a huge bench upgrade for this team. And I think people are really and truly going to see how much of a bargain it was to get him at a mid level exception deal versus all the money he turned down from the Lakers. And speaking of Peyton Pritchard, uh, he got a fractured nose in the magic game. Someone just swiped down to get the ball, hit his nose. He missed the heat game, uh, but he's going to be ready to go. I don't know if he's going to wear a mask or not. I saw a couple pictures of him at practice and it just, he literally looks like, you know, it was 1972 and just a bunch of tape. And I don't know, he looks kind of badass, but we'll see. We'll see if he actually wears the mask or not. Some players love it. I mean, look at Richard Hamilton, for example, from the Pistons in the early 2000s. I mean, he just broke his nose once and then just wore it every single game because he was used to it. So that's going to be very interesting to see how Peyton does that. Glad Peyton's okay. Glad Peyton's going to be ready to go for this team. Uh, what what else? What else? Oh, in, in, the, uh, in the Magic game, uh, Aaron Neesmith, he went 8 of 16 from the field against the Magic. He scored 23 points, making his case to earn a good chunk of minutes and be an important rotation piece to this team going forward. Um, We all know that I like Aaron Neesmith better than Romeo Langford. Romeo Langford played pretty well against Miami Heat, minus, you know, a few air balls here and there. Uh, But whatever, that's besides the point. I I knew once Romeo saw some real NBA competition, he may take a step back and he still played well, but just not as well as he was playing against others. Uh, that, you know, are basically bench pieces. That's that's all that I'm saying. But Jason Tatum, uh, he got a lot of playing time with the bench, especially with Jalen out with COVID, Horford out with COVID. The Time Lord missed the Heat game with uh, a knee injury, which is a little scary because Time Lord needs to be healthy. Uh, like, I can't bash on Romeo Langford for never being healthy and then can't bash my guy, the Time Lord, for not being healthy too. The Time Lord staying healthy this year is you could argue one of the top three most important things to this basketball team. Seriously. He has to stay healthy because, yes, I understand that Al Horford looks like he found the fountain of youth, which is great, but I think we all know at his age, which is 36, 37, whatever the case may be, he is not going to be healthy all season long. He's not going to look this young all season long. And who knows, if I'm wrong, (laughs) we'll we'll pitter-patter, let's get at her. Um, I'm I'm all for that, but Al Horford staying healthy, sure, important, but the Time Lord staying healthy, dumb important, very, very important, but back to Tatum real quick, he played a lot without the starters, which is something we're going to see at the end of the first quarters, beginning of the second quarters, towards the end of the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter, whatever Ime Odoka is going to be doing, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to be playing with a lot of the bench pieces, and he did a good job, he dropped 23 points, played 31 minutes against a very, very tough Heat defense, so those were kind of the things that I thought about, or some of the things that just stuck out over the last two preseason games, and I know they're just preseason games, but then again, I probably care too much. So the next step, now that the preseason over, 
is to fill the final roster spots. Who's getting cut? Who's getting waived? Who's going up to Maine? Whatever the case may be. The Celtics have waived Garrison Matthews, Luke Cornett, Theo Pearson, Chris Clemson, Juan Morgan, and Jabari Parker. Very, very surprised by this. It stinks. I really wanted Jabari to make this team. I feel bad for him that he was so hyped for such a long time. He's also a dookie, and so I'm a little biased towards him in that aspect, but it's just a bummer to see him get cut, but I also understand why he did get cut. He was only guaranteed X amount of money, and with the Celtics so close to the luxury tax line, getting rid of that money, maybe bringing in someone cheaper. There's a lot of options on what the Celtics can do here. Do you want to bring in another guard? Do you want to bring in another big man? Do you bring in Harry Giles, who is Jason Tatum's best friend, a young big guy, another guy from Duke, uh, which is obviously why him and Tatum are best friends. Uh, They've been... I think they were actually friends before Duke, but whatever. Do you want to bring in a guy who's eh, who's okay, but he's an extra body? So I, I don't know, because if Time Lord gets hurt and Rob Williams get, gets hurt, your three centers are going to be number 12, Ennis Cantor, and Bruno Fernando. I don't know if that's a that's a good look. So do you bring in another young guy who maybe has some potential and just needs a new opportunity? Who knows? So that's someone that you can look out to, but the Celtics had basically one roster spot and one two-way contract up, and they gave the two-way contract to Brodick Thompson from the Cavs. You know, I don't know why they gave it to him. I think there were maybe some better options, uh, but they believe in the kid. He will be up in Maine sometimes. He'll be with the Celtics sometimes. Who knows? Who knows? But again, it's one of the final roster spots. I'm not really going to have a stroke over it i just think jabari parker should probably be there instead personally but you know whatever it is what it is so here are the 14 roster spots and then then they have one full-time spot left and again brad stevens can do a lot here a lot of tradable contracts brad got together this summer for example you know dennis schroeder uh josh richardson and his canter herning gomez like, there's a lot of good con. I mean, Marcus Smart, if we want to get crazy, a lot of contracts can be traded this season for sure. So, obviously, you have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Rob Williams, Peyton Pritchard, Dennis Schroeder, Josh Richardson, number 12, Romeo Langford, Aaron Neesmith, Ennis Cantor, Bruno Fernando, and Juan Herman Gomez, or sorry, Hernan Gomez. So, the other interesting part about those 14 guys is. The Celtics haven't picked a captain yet. And who is going to be the captain for this Boston Celtics team going forward? I mean, can you pick Marcus Smart? I mean, he missed a team flight and he got suspended for a game. That's not a good look. Oh, hey, here's the captainship. Is that that even a word, captainship? Because they don't put the C on the chest like they do with the Bruins. You know, that's why Bergeron's been the captain ever since Chara's left, and Marshy has an A, and, well, Krejci had an A too, but Krejci's not gone. Anyways, this is this is the Celtics podcast. But it's very, very, that was a loud but. I'm very sorry if your ears were just blown out. But, I don't know, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see who does, who is the captain. I mean, Jalen Brown, vocal leader. Do you give it to someone like Josh Richardson, who's just been around the block? Do you give it to Al Horford, who everyone loves and respects? Do you, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be the captain or captains, but if, if it was up to me, I don't know. I'd give it to Tatum or Brown. Let those young guys lead 
It's their team. It's, I mean, it's not Al Horford's team. It's not Marcus Smart's team. Give it to Jalen or Jason. Let these guys lead. Let these guys show other NBA teams, other NBA players that, hey, man, I run this, and you should come play for us. And I think that's going to be awesome. And speaking of awesome, <laughs> guess what? The Boston Celtics play meaningful basketball games starting tomorrow. If you're listening to the podcast on Tuesday or if you're listening on Wednesday, the Celtics are playing a meaningful basketball game tonight, 7.30 p.m. at Madison Square Garden against the New York Knicks. What a way to start the season. The very first game of the NBA season is going to be so freaking cool. I'm so pumped that we can actually watch important, meaningful basketball games because, in my opinion, all 82 games are important because I'm a freaking psychopath. Anyways, so this week, Celtics have three games. The Knicks, Wednesday night, MSG, 7.30. Then they host the Raptors for opening night at TD Garden on Friday night at 7.30. Then they go on their first road trip with back-to-back games versus the Rockets and the Hornets. The Rockets game is Sunday. Hornets game is Monday. I'll give you a full preview of the Hornets game next week. Gordon Hayward, Lonzo Ball, all that good stuff. So let's focus on the Knicks real quick. The Knicks, of course, this one is probably the most important one of the week because they did finish ahead of you uh, in the standings last year. They obviously have Evan Fournier now. They obviously have Kemba Walker now. So all those type of scenarios are playing out and... I think Kemba Walker is going to be jacked up for being traded. He's going to be like, hey, Brad Stevens, screw you. Look at me. Evan Fournier is probably going to be ready to go. But this should piss the Celtics players off that Fournier didn't want to re-sign here. And they should show Kemba that they are better without him. That Those are the type of things that needs to happen. But the Knicks are deep. You know, the Celtics have a very deep bench. We we figured that out during the preseason. But they do too. They have Emmanuel, uh, Emmanuel quickly, one of the best rookies last year. They also have Obi Toppin. He'll be better in year two, obviously. Then they have Mitchell Robinson back, who's healthy. Alec Burke, he's a veteran. He can score with ease. R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle. I mean, Julius Randle was an all-star last year. Julius Randle is going to be better. R.J. Barrett, from what I've been hearing, looks really, really good in the preseason. So, oh yeah, and they also have Derrick Rose, Tom Thibodeau. One of the best defensive minds in the league. It's not going to be easy scoring the basketball. They're going to put a lot of focus on Jalen and Jason. It's going to be a really fun game. If the Knicks-Celtics rivalry is back, I'm all for it. But I'll tell you this right now. You can't lose to the Knicks on opening night. There would be nothing better for this team to walk into Madison Square Garden on opening night with how hyped everyone is in New York about this team and win this basketball game. And you're one step closer owning a tiebreaker with the, boss, uh, with the New York Knicks. Because the way this season's going to play out and how deep the East is, every single game, especially against the people in your own division, are going to be really, really important. You could argue that the Celtics play in one of the hardest, if not the hardest divisions in the league. 76ers, the Nets, the Knicks, and then the Celtics. Those four teams right there could all finish in the top five in the Eastern Conference this year. You can't say that about a lot of other conferences. So, or I'm sorry, other divisions. So it's going to be really, really interesting to keep an eye on that. So every win against the Raptors or the Knicks or uh, who else is in their conference that I can't think of right now? Raptors. Oh yeah, just the Raptors because there's only five teams. But yeah, it's going to be very important. I'm I'm very excited for the next game for sure. Then you have the Raptors opening night TD Garden section 315 halftime pizza the greatest bar the whole shebang. Let's go baby. I'm so fired up for opening night. Uh listen, the Raptors game is an important game too. 
you can't lose back-to-back division games, and I wouldn't even want to split. I would rather win both games. Pascal Siakam's not going to be with the Raptors, so expect OG Ananobi to pick up some shots. He's going to get more offense given to him. The system's going to run through him more a little bit, so keep an eye out on that. Scotty Barnes, the rookie, if you remember a couple podcasts ago, I went. I was like, this kid's the real deal. He can do a little bit of everything. And he didn't even commit a turnover this preseason. If I read some articles about the Raptors the way that I did properly, he's going to be good. And he's going to be a key piece for them, especially off the bench. But he may be starting without Pascal Siakam there. They also have one of the most, I don't want to say productive, but I guess you could say productive, backcourts in the league. Fred Van Fleet, Gordon Drogic. Those are just two players that are just going to piss people off. They're going to score at ease. Dragic has always been a Celtics killer. So we'll see. Raptors should not be taken lightly in any way, shape, or form. And then their first road game of the season versus the Houston Rockets. The Rockets sucked last year. But this screams a trap game for some, for some odd reason to me. I don't know why. Don't ask me. I just don't feel very comfortable about it. Our good friend Daniel Tice is on this team now. But the focus here to me is going to be Christian Wood versus the Time Lord. Who's going to be the better center? Now, obviously, Christian Wood is probably more, his offense is probably better than the Time Lord, but the Time Lord, if he can get that little KG pick-and-pop jumper going, I'm not saying he should take five or six jumpers a game, but one or two a game, and if they fall and he's feeling good, go ahead and get it. But defensively, the Time Lord's going to be healthy. Or See, I'm so obsessed with the Time Lord's health that I said defensively, the Time Lord's going to be healthy. I wanted to say the Time Lord's going to be the defense from the Time Lord is going to be important. And I said healthy. So yes, the Time Lord needs to be healthy because if he is healthy, his defense is going to be very important. I think he's going to help this offense a lot too. Pick and rolls. He's going to find open guys. You name it because he's a great passer. But Christian Wood versus the Time Lord is going to be something that I'm going to be paying attention to in this game. Yes, the Rockets have John Wall. Yes, they have Kevin Porter Jr. Yes, they have Aaron Gordon. Yes, they have DJ Augustine. All veteran NBA player guys. I mean, Kevin Porter, maybe not so much, but he has played in the league before he's obviously now has a brand new clean slate after a bad time with Cleveland Cavaliers went to the G League dominated Rockets brought him back so he'll be fine but the story for the Houston Rockets this year is Jalen Green who some say should have been the number one draft pick over Cade Cunningham the kid is a walking bucket and he's very very confident about how good he is it will be interesting to see how much pressure Ime Adoka puts on Jalen Green like, sure, John Wall's going to get his. Eric Gordon's probably going to hit, like, three three-pointers that are just going to piss us off. DJ Augustine's going to be, you know, DJ Augustine. Daniel Tice, you know, is probably going to have, like, nine rebounds and eight points. And you'd be like, ugh, it would have been nice to have him and Ennis Cantor on the team. But it's I'm, I'm really interested in watching Jalen Green. And just as a basketball guy, I'm excited to watch Jalen Green. I think the kid has a, a good shot of being a really, really good NBA player. So let's see. We updated you with the roster. We recapped the preseason games. We previewed the meaningful basketball games coming up. So let's talk about my player expectations this year. It'll be quick. I won't take up a lot of your time. I do appreciate you listening. So uh, Jason Tatum's going to be pissed off he didn't make All-NBA team this year. So this year, he's going to make All-NBA. Yep, he's going to be one of the top 15 players in the league. I don't know if it's going to be the third team, the second team. I mean, if it's the first team, <laughs> grab somebody sexy, tell them, hey, I mean, that's it's it's going to be pretty crazy. But, oh, man, but Jason Tatum is going to make All-NBA. With that being said, the Boston Celtics' most important player this year is Jalen Brown. Yes, 
Jalen Brown was an all-star last year. Yes, Jalen Brown missed the playoffs last year with his wrist injury. The list goes on and on. But Jalen Brown is the most important Celtics player this year. Tatum's going to get his. All eyes are going to be on him. But we need that number two. We need that guy that's going to step up. We need that guy who's going to get people involved, score baskets, play defense, and do everything that Ime Adoka asks. And that's going to be Jalen Brown. I am going to be putting a lot of pressure on Jalen Brown this year. I think Jalen Brown can handle that pressure. I'm just not saying, like, from me personally. I'm sure Jalen Brown can handle the pressure from me personally. He's a professional athlete, and he sure as shit doesn't care about some kid who sits in the last row of the balcony doing a podcast. But Jalen Brown is going to be the most important player for the Celtics this year. If Jalen Brown can take his game to another level, the Celtics are going to be really, really good, and they are going to be tough to beat. But if Jalen Brown plays the same way that he did last year, which I will not complain about, you may get some of the same results. Seriously, you may. Dennis Schroeder. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, I think, has an opportunity to be the sixth man of the year. Now, that's a little drastic. Uh, I don't think he will win it, but I think he will finish very highly in the rankings. I mean, he's going to have to have a Jordan Clarkson-type performance last year with the Utah Jazz, just be absolutely lights out, carry the team at times. But I'm not expecting that. All I'm saying is Dennis Schroeder is going to do a lot of things to make this Boston Celtics team look very, very good. And I'm very, very excited about it. I think I'm really excited about Dennis Schroeder probably more than I should be. But it's just, if you look at the bench last year and then you look at the bench this year, oh my God, it's like a Kid Cudi song. Day and night. Anyways, Marcus Smart is going to average eight assists per game this year. Why eight assists? Tim, are you crazy? Timmy G, you're nuts. Eight assists every single game for Marcus Smart? Yes, because that means less shots are going to be taken by Marcus Smart. And that's what we all want. And that's what we all need. You know, who, what, uh, what's that Christina Aguilera song? What a girl wants, what a girl needs. Yeah, that's what I need. Marcus Smart, eight assists per game on average. That's what I want. If he wants to be the point guard, if he wants to try and be the captain, the team leader, blah, 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 pass the ball in good spots, get guys open, let's go. The Time Lord, he's going to average two and a half blocks per game this year. Why? Because he's going to be healthy. Next topic. Al Horford, he is going to shoot over 40% from three on average this year. That is one of the hottest takes probably ever, and it's not going to happen, but that's what I'm expecting. Romeo Lankford, if you want some sizzling hot takes, he's going to shoot better than 30% from three. (laughs) He's probably not going to, but if he does, you heard it here first. Aaron Neesmith, he's going to come off the bench and average double digits per game. He's going to score 10 or more points every single game he's on the floor. Love that. Peyton Pritchard, he's going to average three three-pointers a game. He may average missing 42 per game, but those three are going to be so, so sweet. And Ime Adoka, he's going to win coach of the year. So those are my player-slash-coach expectations that are wildly hot, basically over-the-top, borderline idiotic. But I'm just excited, and it's a podcast, and no one's actually keeping track of what I say, and if you do, well, thanks. Let me know how I do. Eastern Conference, Western Conference, playoff predictions. What's the Celtics record going to be? Let me know, Timmy G. What what is it? All right. We'll start with the Western Conference. I think the number one seed is going to be the Phoenix Suns, and then the Lakers, Nuggets, Jazz, Mavs, Clippers, Warriors, and Grizzlies. So that means Suns will play the Grizzlies, Lakers will play the Warriors, Nuggets will play the Clippers, Jazz will play the Mavs. That's what I think is going to happen this year. Now, who's going to represent the West in the NBA Finals? 
I don't know. I have no idea. As long as it's not the Lakers, I don't care. I don't care if it's the Suns. I don't care if it's the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Mavs, the Clippers, Pelicans, Warriors, Kings, the Trailblazers. Who knows? Yes, I did not put the Trailblazers uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, I know. I said it. I love Damian Lillard. I like C.J. McCollum. But no, it's not going to happen. I think the Grizzlies are going to be really good this year. With Jaron Jackson, being Jaron Jackson Jr., I should say, being back. Dylan Brooks is hurt right now. That's fine. But John Morant's going to take his game to the next level and lead this team into the playoffs. Or, you know, at least the playing game. Who knows? But anyone but the Lakers showing up in the NBA Finals from the West, fine by me. I don't care. As long as it's not the Lakers. Fuck them. Uh, Eastern Conference. The Milwaukee Bucks are going to have the number one seed. The Heat are going to have the number two seed. I I am very high on the Heat. I love Eric Spolstra as a coach. Jimmy Butler's awesome. Kyle Lowry's going to be re- a good fit for this team. Tyler Hero's going to improve a little bit. Bam is going to get better. They got P.J. Tucker to be physical. They're going. Duncan Robinson's going to hit a million three-pointers. We can go on and on. The Heat are going to be the number two seed. The Nets fall to the number three seed just because of this Kyrie Irving situation. James Harden's going to need to get some rest. Durant's going to need to get some rest, et cetera, et cetera. So I see them going in the number three seed. I still think, even though with all the bullshit that's been going on with Ben Simmons and how stupid he is and how dumb Philadelphia 76ers fans actually are, I still think the 76ers can get home court advantage in round one because that's how good Joel Embiid is. Tobias Harris is good. Uh, Maxie's going to be good. Bowl, like They're going to be fine. Doc Rivers is their coach. They're going to be fine. And then I think the Boston Celtics are going to be your fifth seed, which is better than whatever the hell they were last year. The sixth seed, seventh seed, I don't remember. I try not to remember about last season. But the Celtics are going to be the fifth seed, and then the Hawks are going to be the sixth seed, Knicks seventh, and then the Chicago Bulls with all their improvements getting... uh, Oh, God, who's the ball brother? Lonzo Ball? Yeah, Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Yeah, is it Lonzo? No, yeah, LaMelo's with the Hornets. Lonzo's with the Bulls. They also got DeMar DeRozan. So um, I think the Bulls are going to be good. They got Caruso, too, coming off the bench. He's ridiculously fun to watch sometimes. But, yeah, the Bulls are going to be the eighth seed. So this means 76ers versus the Celtics in round one. I think the Celtics win it, but then they lose to the Bucks in the second round. And then the Bucks are going to go to the finals again because everything that I've seen from Giannis is scary. If that jump shot is real, and if that jump shot continues to get better, look out, NBA. Look out. So I think the Bucks are going to beat the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. It'll be Bucks versus anyone but the Lakers in the NBA Finals again. It's Giannis's league right now, folks. I'm sorry. It really is. So what will the Boston Celtics record be this year? I think it's going to be... 47 and 35 that means they're going to get 12 more wins than they did last year yes i understand they only played 72 games last year and they are playing 82 games this year so even if they split their final 10 games that they didn't have last year they're really getting seven more wins than they did last year give or take so i do think the bench is that deep i do think Ime is going to be that good of a coach and make you know good in-game adjustments that helps his players, players respect him, I miss you Brad Stevens, all that stuff, okay, great, one more thing, the Celtics announced, uh, sorry, I spoke way too loud in the microphone there, because that hurt my ears and my headphones, the Celtics announced uh, for their 75th anniversary that they are going to ask the fans to create the best Celtics roster of all time, total of uh, 15 players, where you can vote, and folks, 
I need you to vote responsibly, just like you should drink responsibly if you're going to Boston Celtics games in the near future. Vote responsibly. Taco Fall is not one of the top 15 best Celtics players of all time. And neither is Isaiah Thomas. And and here are my top 15 Celtics players of all time. I actually wrote this down. No order. Okay, this is in no order whatsoever. This was just off the dome piece. I could name so many more people than IT and Taco Fall. You ready? Bill Russell, Larry Bird, John Havlicek, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, Tommy Heinsohn, Sam Jones, Dave Cowens, Bob Cousy, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Jason Tatum, Reggie Lewis, JoJo White. Those are 15 players that were very impactful for this organization and should be the 15 the 15 team or the 15 player roster for the Celtics 75th anniversary. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Don't vote for Dino Raja. Don't vote for Antoine. You know, I would even put Antoine Walker before Isaiah Thomas because I think Antoine Walker meant more to the organization than IT did. Yep, I said it. Anyways, that's it. Episode 136 in the books. The Boston Celtics are back. So this Monday and every Monday going forward, folks, guess what? You are going to be getting a recap of the previous week, previews of the upcoming week, stud and dud of the week, canter banter, all that good stuff. Thanks so much for listening. Congratulations to Carl and Amanda for getting married. Congratulations to Big T and Lindsay for getting married this weekend. It was a lot of fun. Go Red Sox. Go Bruins. Bruins are back. They won opening night the other night. The Patriots, you know, Mac Jones looks good. I'm going to shut up. If you like NASCAR, check out the Wicked Fast podcast with me and Brian Bell. Always a good time. That's through the Beasley Media Group. And that's it. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to go take a nap. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.